Good. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord, we give you tonight. Oh, we give ourselves to pursue after you. Lord, day by day. Oh, Lord, to just take time to behold you. Lord, to be in your presence. Lord, pray that you really impress us tonight. Oh, Lord, so that we could spend time with you in the morning. Amen. So how's everybody doing? Lord Jesus, we love you. Um, so today we're going to speak about a matter that the, the vocabulary might be a little weird, um, morning revival. And we consider what is morning revival? So notice that we didn't use the words like morning devotion, or we didn't even say like spend time in the morning in the Bible, but we used the words morning revival because we didn't just want to make it so that it's, morning revival is not simply a matter of getting into the Word in the morning. That's not it. It's not a matter of, uh, of flipping through your Bible reading and getting that checklist done off of your day. But morning revival is coming to touch a person. Touching a person, his name is Jesus Christ. And so if there's a key takeaway that I want you all to get today, it's that morning revival is a matter of touching the person of Jesus Christ in the morning out of our love toward him. And uh, if you can write that down, that would be great. The faintest ink is better than the strongest memory. I'm paraphrasing that. It could have been said in a better way, but um, please take notes. <laughs> All right. And, and so a lot of times we, we kind of just go about our morning devotion or morning revival in a way of, of, uh, of just trying to absorb knowledge, just trying to conduct a, a Bible study in the morning. But actually, before we can do that, um, we need to be revived. We need to have God's life making his word so clear to us, so living to us. And, and this is what I want you all to get today. In John 5.39, it says, You search the scriptures concerning me because in them you think that you have eternal life. But you do not come to me that you might have eternal life. We need to come to the person of Christ. In John 11.25, Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He's not just the means of resurrection or the life. He is the life. So we need to come and meet this person every day. And so our first point is seeking and finding the Lord. Can we all read Proverbs 8, 17? Amen. So please circle or underline or highlight love. And then seek early, seek me early, and then find. So there's a principle here. We need to seek the Lord because we love the Lord. And if we seek the Lord because we love the Lord, we'll find him. And this is his promise to us. Could I get someone to read Hebrews 11.6? Let's go read. Amen. So there's a few like things to take away in that verse. One, do you believe that God is? Do you believe that God is? Yes. Amen. Amen. So we need to believe that he is. And he, right there, like the Lord didn't give he is peace. He is patience. He left that blank because he is Jehovah. He is the I am who supplies and meets our every need. Um, so if we believe that he is, 
we need to, Reese, could you say the last part of that verse again? That's right. So there's one person in the Bible who believed that God was and that he was a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And um, can I get someone to read Genesis 5, 21 through 24? Wow. So I'll answer the first question that's popping up into your mind. It's like, how did these brothers get it so quickly? It's because I told them to, like, get the Bible verse down before the meeting. <laughs> but the second question was, like, wait, what does it mean that Enoch was, like, not? What does that mean? How can he be not? Um, well, that's because, um, like what Jason read, he walked with God. And so a few of us went to like a, like a Lubbock meeting this past weekend. And we learned that walking with God implies four things. Um, walking with God implies that he had a practical and um, actual oneness with God. So that means that um, it, like, it wasn't just like doctrine to him, but he was like literally like spiritually joined to the hip of God. And, and the second point is that he, he knew that God was experiential. So um, that means that he had a lot, of, um, like a lot of conversations with the Lord. Like he spent a lot of time with, with this person. And third, he found it to be supremely enjoyable. Because Enoch walked with God for like 365 years. So if you're going to spend time with someone for 365 years, you better enjoy it, right? <laughs> um, and the, the fourth part is that like the Lord had a pace, a progress, and a direction. And so wherever the Lord would go, even if it means like, Brian, come meet me at 7 a.m. this morning. Enoch was willing. He was willing to get up early so he could meet the Lord. Um, and so what was he rewarded, right? Because we read that verse in Hebrews 11:6. Like, what was Enoch's reward? Um, when we come and meet the Lord in a day-by-day -day manner, um, what's our reward? Have you, have you all considered, like, what's, what's the point of, like, of like coming to spend time with Jesus. Will he uh, help us with our grades? <laughs> um, give us that A on our exam? Maybe, maybe he'll help us, you know, like win the lottery? Um, so uh, there's this hymn that I really enjoy. It says, um, God hath not promised skies always blue, flowers strewn pathways all our lives through, God hath not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain, but God hath promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. And so he doesn't promise us that like everything's going to go great, but what he does promise us is himself. If we are diligent in seeking him out. There's another person who sought out God um, in the Bible and uh, his name is Jesus. <laughs> That's right. He sought fellowship with the Father. Can someone read Mark 135 through 36? Let's go mad. <laughs>
went away to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those with him hunted for him. Ooh. Did I hear that correctly? Like, when, when did he rise up early? Uh, very early in the morning, while it was still night. While it was still night. While there was no sun in the sky. Jesus went away um, to a private place, and he spent time with God. And actually, I think, um, I'll just paraphrase from memory, in Matthew 6, the Lord told us that we need to find a secret time with the Lord. And that um, that's where the true blessing is. Um, so even Jesus, he practiced this. His ministry wasn't just powered by like, like his, his, own, his own ability, but he actually had to spend time with God, um, spend time with the Father. He is God, but he needed to have that fellowship with the Lord early in the morning. Um, and then the third person is, um, is, is Mary. And uh, in our John reading, we covered John. And uh, in John 20, um, Mary, let me just read like this little excerpt here, which is John 20, 1 through 2 and 10 through 11. Now on the first day of the week, Mary the Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was yet dark and saw the stone was taken away from the tomb. She ran, therefore, and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to him, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. The disciples therefore went away again to their own home, but Mary stood outside at the tomb weeping. Then as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. So Mary, um, after the Lord um, died on the cross, she would come in day after day to the tomb. And here she came early and she found that the tomb was open, right? Um, and then she was like really desperate. Um, and a lot of thoughts ran not only through her minds, but through the disciples' minds. Like, oh no, who rolled away the stone? Like, where have they taken him? And she was desperate. She wanted to know what happened to, to the Lord. Um, and then I read verses one and two, and I also read like the aftermath of that. The disciples came um, after she told them, and then... The disciples left, but she lingered. She stayed there, um, weeping, stooping in to look at where uh, Jesus was laid. Um, the, like the, the consequence of this was that the Lord appeared to her. She met him. And um, this is no small matter because if the Lord, if she didn't like, take that time to linger and stay there, then the Lord wouldn't have, um, then we wouldn't have this wonderful account in John where Jesus says, um, go tell the disciples um, that, that he was resurrected and that I have yet to ascend to my father. And so if we don't, if she wasn't there to linger, then that account would have never been in the gospels. And um, that has a lot of spiritual significance. Ask one of the staff members what um, the Lord meant by that. Um, but there's a few things that we can see through this, um, through this illustration. One is that Mary didn't come there because of obligation or because she was regulated to do so, but she came because she loved him. She loved Jesus. Um, and this should be uh, our response. Our, in the Bible, it never actually explicitly commands us to spend time with the Lord in the morning. There's, there's no Bible verse that says, Thou must meet me in the morning. But um, because it's not a command, it's all a matter of our love towards the Lord. Um, 
and that the other thing, um, all we need to, to do in the morning is to spend like a few minutes with God. But if we linger, um, if we stay and we really turn to him and uh, pray, Lord, I want to I wanna gain you this morning. I want to, to see you this morning. Then, um, then he'll, give, he'll meet us. He'll give us a revelation and then even give us um, instruction. He told Mary, go tell, tell the other brothers that I've returned. Um, and these are three wonderful uh, ways that we can see that even in the Bible, there's some people who, who follow this way, that sought God in a very diligent way and found him. Amen. Amen. Okay, Brian and I are going to tag team tonight, and so I'll do point two and four. Gary. Uh, great. Yes. Okay. So this is a tremendous topic and one that uh, if we want to go the distance as a college student and as a believer, we must learn to establish this. In these years, in these college years that you are in now, you are laying a foundation. You're pouring a foundation. And here's the deal, guys. When you graduate, a lot of people think, you know, in college, I'm just going to do it my way and have a good time. And once I graduate, then I'll start adulting, okay? <laughs> and uh, they change that into a verb. Um, but the fact is, these four years, you are laying a foundation. And how you live these four years actually sets more in concrete than you realize the way you're going to live the rest of your life. It's a fact. So, if you can pick up this, uh, whatever you want to call it, practice, way, lifestyle, uh, of having a morning time with the Lord, having morning revival, coming to Him in the morning. A lot of synonyms describe it, but if you will establish this, this will affect you your whole Christian life in a most positive way. So, firstly, as Brian said here, we want to seek and find the Lord. This is, this is number one. And you know what? There is not... A, a single way. However you do it, do it. Find Him. Hunt. You know, people hunt in different ways, but they have a goal to their hunting. They get the target. And, you know, in Mark one thirty five, it says they hunted for Him, right? Uh, so they, there was a hunting going on, and, and in the morning, we have to have this kind of spirit. Lord, I want to find you today. And sometimes you may sing a hymn or a song. Other times it may be just one verse that you really chew on, but you have to find the Lord, okay? All right, number two. This is point number two. The best time, read it, is? In the morning. In the morning. Okay, now we're talking to college students. Oh, my goodness. In the morning. Most, I've had plenty of college students. And my morning starts at 1 p.m., all right? And, uh, you know, um, well, you know, it's called lifestyle. It's lifestyle. It's how you live your life. And for sure, the age would like us to flip-flop our lifestyle. 
But the principles are in the Word, and as best we can, we want to learn to rise up. And the first thing, the first thing that happens to us in the day, we want to touch the Lord. So it says here, the best time in the morning. Let's read Lamentations 3 all together. Ready? Go. For His compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Okay, underline every morning. They are new every morning. You know, uh, most of us blow it sometimes in the day. Sometimes it's small, sometimes it's big, and sometimes it is like colossal. We have giant mistakes. We have uh, things where we uh, really mess up. And the great thing is, you know what? Every year there's 365 days. Oh, no, I know, in a quarter. 365 days. And at the end of the day, you go to sleep. Most of you do. And you rise up again in the morning. It's a new day. It's at that time that you can really experience the Lord's compassions in a real solid way by coming to Him morning by morning. Every morning His compassions are new. Lord Jesus, I turn my heart to You again. Write that down. Lord Jesus, I turn my heart to You again. That's wonderful, okay? Um, okay, quickly here. I know our time is short. Um, let's see. Uh, can someone read Romans eleven sixteen? And sorry, I didn't ask somebody beforehand. Let's see. Anna, you got this, all right? Go ahead. Okay, could y'all hear? No. Okay, be really loud, Anna. Stand up and project. Okay, if the root is holy, then the branches are also. So what this is, what we're developing here, here's the ground, and here's underneath the ground is, what are these? This is a root system. And above the ground, here's a plant that's growing. But what we're developing is the unseen part. You know, morning revival is not to be done in front of people or around people necessarily. I'll get to something about this matter. You may want to start by having a partner initially, but the point is to you, for you to have a personal time finding Christ, okay? So the morning, if your morning is holy, if you're touching the Holy One, enjoying the Holy One in the morning, guess what the possibility is for your branches? If you have... None of this below what's going to come out during the day. Probably unholy, right? Things that are not from God. Things that are not Christ. So, so this is a simple principle that if our morning time with the Lord, if we touch the Lord in the morning, you have a real opportunity to express Christ during the day. And we all know if we don't have a morning time or we don't read the Word or we don't pray or sing or do a lot of things, different things in the morning, during the day, somebody cuts in front of you on the freeway and, ah! Yeah. Lord Jesus, forgive me what I just said, right? So, you know, we have a real opportunity to express Christ. But if we don't touch the Lord in the morning with the hidden root system, um, something else comes out, okay? 
All right, then another great verse here, 2 Kings 19.30. This is a great classic. Let's see, somebody else get that one for us. 2 Kings 19.30. Last part of the verse. Wow. Who's got it? There you go. See? Yeah. We'll just read the whole verse. Yeah. So last few words are what? Take root downward and bear fruit Yeah, take root downward. That means have a morning time. That means there's a private time nobody sees. Who sees the root system on any plant? You don't unless you pull the thing up, right? Roots are below the ground, and this is the morning time we're having with the Lord. That's what we're talking about, okay? Um, Psalm 5.3, O Jehovah, in the morning you will hear my voice. In the morning I will set forth my words in order to you, and I will watch. It's wonderful. Best time is in the morning. Um, so we take root downward, and we mainly take care of our root system below. And you know what? Spontaneously what happens above? Fruit comes out. Both fruit of the Spirit, characteristically, Love, joy, peace, etc., etc., and also fruit in persons because you have the genuine overflow of Christ coming out of you. It's marvelous. So you take root downward and you bear what? Fruit upward. Okay? That's the principle here. All right, one last section here, and then Brian can jump back up. That is, manna is gathered before the sun comes up. This is Exodus 16 24. Before the sun comes up. What does that mean in our experience? Well, maybe with a lot of you that would mean you never get manna. But the fact is, the sun coming up indicates the busyness of your day. The busyness of your day. So, so in principle, you need to touch the Lord before the day starts. Okay, a lot of great fellowship on this point. Uh, I think airplane mode for this generation is extremely important. Otherwise, you, you fall into the great pit of your, of your phone. The notifications are screaming at you. You can't resist. You can't. So just airplane mode. And then after you've had your time with the Lord, if you have to plug, plug in immediately, then you just bloop, right? Great way to uh, resist. Falling into all the cares, anxieties, and pressures of that day. Believe me, they'll wait. They're still going to be there for you. But if you can just shut the door. Again, a great verse, Matthew 6, 6. Shut the door. Right? Write that down. Matthew 6, 6. Shut the, Lord, shut the door and pray, <laughs> pray to the Lord privately. You shut the door, that means airplane mode. That means find a way to spend time with Him personally in the morning, first thing, before the busyness of your day starts. Thank you. Yes, busyness. <laughs> before the busyness starts and all the cares of this age become, become crashing down in your thoughts, your anxieties, your cares, the pressures of this age are upon you. Find a way to touch the Lord, firstly, best time in the morning. All right, Brian, your turn. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And 
Could I get Nick to read Song of Songs 712? Let us rise up early. That's right. There I will give you my love. And so just really emphasizing again that we're doing morning revival to touch the person, and we're doing it because of our love for the Lord. Um, and so could we read the, the verse in the outline? Psalm 69, 32b, go. You seek God, let your heart revive. And um, you can circle or underline revive. And so... Um, I was fellowshipping with a few of the, the staff members about this, and I was like, what does it mean to be revived? And then we keyed it in two points. And so, to be revived is to be cleansed and to be supplied. And so, there's this awesome verse that um, my mother would kind of like, like speak verbatim to me growing up. It's 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Right. And so when we, when we come to the Lord in the morning, the, the, our top priority, um, besides our overall priority, which is to touch His person, is to cleanse our conscience. Um, say, Lord Jesus, wash me in Your blood. Lord, I believe that Your blood um, can cleanse me of all my sins. Lord, I want to, to touch You. Oh Lord, have a free way today. Oh, Lord, in everything that I do. But, Lord, I pray that you would wash me. Because whenever we go in our day-to-day -day life, like, it might not be sin, but we just get dirty, um, get contaminated. Um, there's a, there's a, some, like, a brother told me who's a doctor that, um, like, every day he has to wash his hands at least 20 times. Just because, like, he's dealing, number one, with patients, and number two, like, Things might be sterile, but they're not actually sterile. Um, and there's just things that we encounter from the day before that we just need to have the, to, Lord, to let the Lord wash away so that He can enter into us. And actually, um, our capacity to be filled with the Lord is kind of like directly correlates with how much we confess. And the Lord doesn't just want like, Lord, forgive me. Um, it's, it's good to have specific like, Lord, forgive me that I, I told that sentence to my roommate the following day. Um, it, it's good to have this confession before the Lord. And it's kind of like, like for me, I don't drink coffee. So, like, to increase my productivity for the day, I have to take a shower. <laughs> so it's like, imagine if you only take a shower, like, once a week. Uh. <laughs> That's the same thing. Like, you won't be as productive. You won't want to be with other people, especially, like, brothers and sisters. Like, like you're just not ready. <laughs> and so to, for the Lord to, to, to be expressed through you, you have to be washed. And the second point, which is kind of tied into the manna, is we need to be supplied. And um, it's kind of like our spiritual breakfast. And... To, to really key on the importance of having this, I, I looked on WebMD, looked up some facts. So skipping your morning meal can throw off your body's rhythm. Breakfast provides the necessary energy to start up the muscles and brain. And most people tend to make better decisions in the morning. If you don't eat breakfast, you will get hungry later on and make poor eating decisions. 
growing children who don't eat breakfast have a harder, have a harder time focusing, they become more tired in school, and they have lower test scores. So I would say, like, whenever we pray to receive the Lord for the first time, we're like little babies, right? And so if we don't have a proper, like, nourishment in the morning, we'll do really poorly and we won't grow properly. And another thing is you don't need to have a big meal for breakfast. It's a good idea to have something small within the hour of waking up. The Lord doesn't want, a, like, he doesn't want that much. He just wants to, to meet you. That's his intention. Um, and also, the one thing about food is that it cannot be measured according to our feelings. Um, a lot of times we might wake up and we're like, Lord, I'm, I'm totally not feeling it this morning. Um, I'll just go eat breakfast and then maybe like later on when I have my appointment with a staff member, like go to the meeting, I'll think about it. But what the Lord wants is like, he wants us to have strength for the day. The, like, the, the children of Israel could not have gone through the wilderness without partaking of the manna each morning. And if they, if they like didn't get out of their bed in time, like that manna would spoil. It wouldn't be as fresh. And when you think about it, they ate the same thing each and every morning. Um, just like how we partake of the same word, the Bible, like during, during our morning time, we might like, uh, it, it might be like, uh, it's just the same, it's the same words of God every morning. But to the children of Israel, the manna was fresh each and every morning. So we need to kind of come to the Lord and say, Lord, I want you to be fresh this morning. I don't want you to be the, the same old, like, uh, I don't just want you to be letters on a page. I want to touch your person. Be fresh to me this morning. Um, and so two points. We need to be cleansed, be washed, and we need to be supplied. Amen. Okay, we're coming to our final point here. So, first question is, who can tell us the first three points without looking at your paper? This is a pop quiz. Three points we've covered so far. The first point is? Seeking and finding the Lord. Number two is? In the morning. And number three is? Being revived. Good. Okay, that's great. One, two, three. Okay, finally, number four is? Practicing. Practicing, okay? Now we want to just practice because as a young college student, morning by morning, you just have to practice morning by morning. Uh, some, some mornings, your morning revival may be like a, just a T-bone steak, just awesome, rich, supplying, so incredibly nourishing. And other mornings, it may be like a stale piece of bread in your thought or feeling. But you know what? We have to just learn to practice, okay? Uh, so letter A, let's read these. There's five points here, and I want us to read through these five points rather quickly here. But uh, let's talk about this for a few minutes, okay? Letter A, go. Be yourself ready for the next B, read it. On God's word. C, hearing the Lord. D, praising and singing. And E. Okay, point back to A, getting yourself ready for the next morning. Okay, um, this, this may be the most important point in the matter of practice. Because as college students, 
We live in a society, and I know well, my first degree here was electrical engineering. I know uh, the rigor of studies and being a college student. And so the demands force you to stay up late. Uh, and so oftentimes we're pushed that way. But the point is, is to have a heart to prepare. A heart to prepare to have a morning time with the Lord. And if you do this, then the chances of you actually having it and even having a good one is really there. If there's zero preparation and this is a new practice to you, most probably it won't happen. Okay? And we're going to talk about a few things maybe to help overcome that. Uh, let's read Exodus 34:2a. Ready? Go. And be Okay, be ready. Okay, the, one, the number one point that's, that should go without saying, but we have to say it, is you got to go to bed. Go to bed. And I know that's not easy, especially with uh, Hulu, Netflix, uh, the list goes on and on and on. The electronic world uh, calling at you, uh, the music world. Uh, some people, I, I don't know if they ever actually... Go all the way into REM sleep with all the electronic vibrations going on around them. But the fact is, if you want to rise up and touch the Lord, you have to find a way to go to bed. I know people that use earplugs, people that use eye patches. Uh, people find ways to just lay down and conk out. And this comes back to your love for the Lord. Uh, it, it's, very, it's very simple, it's very straightforward, but it has much to do with how much you love the Lord. So, and it has to do with your lifestyle, the way that you live. So preparing, getting yourself ready, that's why this is letter A, practicing is the first point. Because if you don't prepare and set up, probably you will not spend time with the Lord, not even two minutes. You'll be running out the door, throwing the baseball cap on, no shower, t-shirt on, whew, slid into class. Okay, <laughs> made it. So preparation is essential, okay? Be ready in the morning. Number two, feeding on God's Word. Um, probably the, the most substantial thing to touch first thing in the morning is the Word, is the Bible. And I hope this becomes your habit as a college student. Listen, I know... Um, checking, you know, all your Instagrams and all the things that came in after you went to sleep at 2.34 p.m., I mean a.m., uh, is important. But why don't you just wait a little later to check those and just touch the Word, okay? Touch the Word. Now, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really archaic right here for a moment. Own a paper Bible. I think it's a great, great thing. Maybe you think I'm really ancient. Own a paper Bible, have it, keep it. I know you have one here. You may have 20 versions, that's fine. But this also can be a real sinkhole into the world and a vortex. And just like, eventually, you're lost. You're lost. And the Word is there. And, uh, or you're trying to read the Word and notification. Bing, bang, 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 bang. And eventually, you know, your 15 minutes are over and you did nothing but scroll through Facebook. And you're like, ah. I can't believe she did that. <laughs> okay? So, uh, this is important. Feeding on God's Word. To learn to feed on God's Word, I would say this. In practice, sometimes if you've never done this, it's good to get a partner. Get a partner and start this way. I did this with a brother one time. For one semester, we just spent literally about five or six minutes on the phone 
and we just would eat the word together. Amen. Then I stopped. Or we, 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 our schedules changed, the semester changed. Then I found out years later, this guy came into town and he sought me out and he told me, he's like, hey, I want to let you know, I've been having morning watch since that first semester. And I was like, wow. He got a taste of feeding on God's word. And this is really wonderful. This will change your life. This will change your life. If you learn how to eat God's Word, it will affect everything in your whole being positively, okay? All right, Exodus 16, 21. Let's read it. Ready, go. So in the morning, you have to gather. You have to get, you have to gather it. Uh, get the manna. Get the manna and learn to eat the word as your food. It's not so important to read a chapter or two or three. I would just say learn to take just a few verses, if not even just one, and learn to eat it. Make it your food. Learn to really chew it up. There's a lot of fellowship on this. We even had a whole message on prayer reading. But learn how to eat the word morning by morning. Okay, number C, hearing the Lord, Isaiah 54b. Let's read that. Go. Okay, the point here is, in your prayer life with the Lord, learn not to have a monologue, but have a dialogue. Very good. College students, dialogue. And that means, how many directions are there? Dos. Two. Back and forth. That means, as you spend time with the Lord, opening to Him, you also spend time listening. What is the Lord speaking to me? A lot of times the Lord speaks to me, what you said to your wife yesterday was off. You need to repent. Nishao Yu Guy. okay? That's Chinese, really bad Texan Chinese. But anyway, you need to repent. And I do. I'll say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. And then later I have to tell my wife I'm sorry and apologize. Uh, oftentimes, the Lord is speaking to us in His Word. As we come to the Word, the Lord speaks again and again, and we have to learn to hear His voice, okay? Hear the Lord, okay? Then D, read it. Praising and singing. Sisters, First Chronicles 23, 38, go. And to stand morning by morning, to thank and praise Jehovah. Yeah, circle, thank and praise. Thank and praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you, I can pray. Thank you, I can open my heart to you. Thank you for the brothers and sisters. Thank you for the rich supply in the word. Have a thankful heart. This is a great thing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, now practice saying it in the morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You just be a thankful person, okay? This is really great, okay? Stand morning, to stand morning by morning, thanking and praising Jehovah. All right. Then Psalm 59, 16. Brothers, go. I will joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. Okay. Joyfully sing. This is a great thing. Okay. Listen. Some, especially brothers, I had you read this on purpose. Maybe you think, I can't sing at all. Well, you know what? This singing here is to the Lord. We're not singing to impress anybody. We're not singing here to try to... Uh, make a record album. We are singing joyfully unto the Lord. And as we sing, you know what? Our spirit gets stirred up and we enjoy Christ so much. So we have to learn to sing. Sometimes, listen, just make up a song. 
be a little bit crazy. It's really good, especially as a college student. Be a little crazy in the morning. Jesus, I love you. Sometimes you're in the shower. Lord Jesus, I want you to fill me right now. You know what? So the psalm says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Lord wants you to exercise your spirit and get released. Touch Him joyfully in the morning. Then you will really find Him and touch Him, okay? All right, letter E there, finally here. Additional practices, calling, praying, confessing. Those are all huge matters. Very often before my feet touch the floor, when I'm rolling out of bed in my semi-conscious, half-crusty state, I just say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Okay, say it softly. Lord Jesus. Okay, now a little louder. Lord Jesus. Now stronger. Lord Jesus. And again stronger. Lord Jesus. And one more time strongest. Lord Jesus. Okay, good. We're getting there. Your spirit's getting warmed up in the morning. This is very, very good. As you're walking, stumbling... Where's the coffee machine? Click. Where's the... Okay, so you're going through your morning routine. Lord Jesus. Calling. This is our breathing, our spiritual breathing. Lamentations chapter 3 is to breathe in His name. Great to call on the Lord. Praying. We can spend a whole message on that. And this is a big one, confessing our sins. The Lord, He shines on us as we come to Him and He enlightens us concerning all the things that we are and have done and we have to practice confessing. I could give a whole other message and would love to. When you confess, let me just tell you one thing. When you confess your sins, you put that sin back on the head of Satan and send him to the lake of fire. And I can prove this to you in Leviticus 16 with the scapegoat, and we'll have another message on that someday. It's awesome, but your confession puts your sin back on Satan and sends him to the lake of fire, and you get released! Because the Lord paid the price for that sin, okay? Hey, finally, a few quick additional points concerning this matter. And then I hope some of you will be willing to talk about these four basic points of morning revival, okay? Number one, find a secret place. Find a secret place. Secret meaning not the whole world can't find you. Just That means get away. Go shut the door. Uh, whether it's your closet or your bedroom or a bathroom or outside, find a secret place. Number two, practice at least for a few seconds or minutes in your morning revival. Be loud. I don't mean you have to shriek, but I mean be loud. Otherwise, you'll tend to fall back asleep. Don't tell me you're praying when you're like this. We all know what you're doing, okay? Okay, so... To be loud actually helps you to exercise your spirit. That means use your mouth. Lord Jesus, I love you. Sometimes it's great, okay? There's another practical point. And this, I'll put them all together. Be romantic, personal, and intimate with the Lord. Romantic. 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 <laughs> Yes, that means you're in love with someone. Lord Jesus, I love you so much. I just can't wait to spend 10 more minutes in the Word. Be romantic, personal, intimate. And finally, this is a, a practical point. If you are tired, 
and I do this quite often, take a walk. Don't sit there or else we know what you're going to do. But get up and just walk. Walk around your neighborhood or wherever it is. If you're in an apartment, sometimes I've seen brothers, they would just walk up and down the hallway in the apartment. That's okay. I don't mean you need to shriek in the hallway and wake up all your neighbors. But learn to, learn to invigorate yourself as you're there. Okay, I've said enough. Uh, morning revival, great topic. Lord Jesus, all these dear ones, please develop this habit for the rest of your life. Amen. All right, this is awesome. Okay, I'll stop here. And uh, maybe we can have a couple of brothers or sisters go ahead and just give us a, a kickoff here and share these points. Y'all want to come on down, brothers? All right, come on.